the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Good Holy Sunday morning, my dearly beloved friends, and uh, let us wake up the dawn. And on this Sunday morning, let us pray together that um, um, our country and our families, our people, specifically here in the U.S., we must lead the world in purity and in charity towards forgiveness, towards faith, and towards peace. Now is the time. Now is the time for our nation, for our Catholics and all Christians in the U.S. to fulfill the spiritual destiny of our United States by confirming first in our families, in our congregations, in our society, in our life with our own wives and husbands and children, in our religious orders, in our um, spiritual forums, academic forums, economic forums. We must confirm faith, hope, and love. We must love God and the neighbor. We must definitely put into our hearts the entire world's need to recognize and to know God, for God is knocking at our door, and America must lead the world in purity and in charity. For this intention, I would say, um, you know, um, let us pray for our nation. Let us pray this morning with uh, the Schlapp family, with Matt and Mercy Schlapp. Specifically today, I have with me as a very special guest on Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre, Mercy Schlapp. I want to tell you, uh, there is this a quote from uh, Fulton Sheen, Mercy, um, where he says, this great archbishop, who I'm sure um, is known to you um, and, and to Matt and to your families, he says, man need the strength and the inspiration of women who do not break in a crisis. They need someone not prostrate at the foot of the cross, but standing as Mary stood. And uh, Mercy, I want to greet you with a special strong greeting because you stood at the foot of the cross of your husband, of, um, I would say, uh, in your public life with President Trump as well. Um, You were the director of a strategic communication um, for the president, for the White House, and you were there at the worst times of crisis and the best times of achievements, and you have a lot to tell us. But first of all, let the people hear you saying good morning. 
Good morning, Father, and thank you again for having me on the show. You are you are such a dear uh, friend to the Schlapps and someone who uh, we greatly admire and uh, and really feel so strongly that uh, in these moments of, of duress and this moment, these difficult challenges we're facing as a country and as a world, that now more than ever uh, we need to pray together and uh, and go back to the Bible and read Scripture and learn about uh, what the prophets have said, what Jesus has said, and and really be filled with the Holy Spirit to um, to really have wisdom uh, to know what we are called each of us each of us to do in our lives, in our communities, in our families, uh, to ensure uh, the safety of our families and uh, the safety and preservation of really this great country. Well, Mercy, I know how, how a great woman of a prayer you and Matt and your entire, your, your girls actually, and your entire family are. We're going to pray together for your intention, for the intention of all those who have joined us early this Sunday morning. Um, let's pray for the intention of our nation and for your intentions, for your safety and the success of the work of your hands. I want to ask God and say, Lord, give success to the work of our hands. So let us pray together. God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I want to pray with you the canticle of Zechariah, which is in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verse 68 to 79, because I do believe it applies to you, Mercy, it applies to you and Matt, to the long history of heroic acts and patriotic acts. Um, you worked a lot tirelessly for this nation, and you still, and you're not giving up at all. I want to remind you in this prayer, saying, with our listeners, God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised of old through his holy prophets. With this we pray, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Almighty Lord Jesus Christ, by your blood you have purchased for yourself and you people. We adore you and we beseech you to remember your people, Lord, on this holy day. You are our King and our Redeemer. We ask you to hear the praises of your holy people who are praying in this nation and all over the world, in all the churches under persecution or in the midst of a great splendor of this life. Hear the prayer of your church at the beginning of this holy day and teach her and us all to glorify your majesty without ceasing. Remember your people, Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mercy, I have a question for you. And um, we are inspired, basically, in this show by the work of the Mission of Hope and Mercy and the message of Our Lady of Fatima, which is a message that is fulfilled but still foreboding in somehow. There is something still. I want to know, what is your experience spiritually with Our Lady in general? And I know this is a conservative, beautiful Christian station, reaches Catholics and Christians of all sorts. I think it will be nice for them to, to know how do we relate to Mary, the Mother of God. So, uh, you know, Father, we I know we uh, met at the White House, and there we had an opportunity to spend a lot of time in prayer, and it was a moment in time where you really do feel a lot of spiritual battles happening at the White House, um, because there's just, you know, that's, it's where there is the center of, I would say, human power, not necessarily spiritual power. And uh, and so with that, uh, you brought over the lady, Our Lady, a statue, a beautiful statue of Our Lady of 
Fatima and he said we need to keep her in the West Wing. And my office was located was located in the West Wing. It's the first office that when you look at the uh, building, it's the first really the first office right by the door to the left. And uh, and you know and I really felt strongly her presence during that time because there were a lot of uh, you know people who were trying to hurt others, hurt myself, hurt you know the president and. It was a lot about the protection of, you know, making sure that we were able to do our work uh, without being um, worried about what I would say are the, you know, just the, the, the evilness, the, the Satan involved in what we would do. And so I think that was a, so I think that was really a first moment where I spent a lot of time in prayer knowing that we needed Our Lady to be with us there so that we could continuously pray for peace, continuously pray for wisdom and courage, and know that the work that we were doing was uh, the work to help our nation, you know, and our and the people uh, prosper and find God. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting because I just finished uh, reading this book called The Fatima, Fatima for Today, and it's an excellent uh, book about how Fatima and everything that the little children went through during that time, obviously they went through the Spanish flu and, you know, there was a lot of corruption in the government at the time. And these three little children were so brave as they uh, continuously stood by the Virgin and at such a young age uh, were dedicated to her and prayed the rosary every single day for peace in the world and for the end of wars. And I am inspired by those young children being so brave. So many of they, all three of them suffered tremendously, Lucia, Jacinta, and Francisco. Uh, yet they were joyful, and they gave up their suffering uh, for the for for us and for and for our our salvation as well. They it was about praying for the souls in purgatory and seeing how the horrors of hell and and being able to let and spread that message uh, to the rest of the world to when say you need to change your ways and you need to turn to God. Looking, I, I want to I wanna interrupt you because I, I want to get to something in this line to clarify to the people. You know, I know in your line of work, you had a lot of passions and you had to deal with high emotions every day, you and Matt, even your children um, at home. And something funny that I know repeatedly President Trump would say to Matt and to you, Mercy and Matt, you are very special. For some reason, specifically, even after, after you know, he left the White House, I know he kept in touch with you. He always looked at you as a couple, and he cherished your marriage as a couple. Do you think as a Catholic family, you affected him in, in a very positive way? Did he saw in you something nice and something sacred. Do you mind elaborating on that? Because I know the basic passion of all that the president saw in you is that you love the nation. It was your love that was the, at the foundation of all of your behavior and of your actions. That's why you're well, successful. Yeah. You know, I think we hope we had an impact on the president. And I think that the president, and Matt says this constantly, he's unchurched, right? He did not grow up like I did or Matt did, going to church every Sunday, really reading the Bible. It's just not how he grew up. So for him, it's, you know, he, it was interesting because in the White House, he did surround himself with so many Catholics. His, his primary domestic policy council advisor, uh, Andrew Bremberg, was a huge, huge Catholic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when Mick Mulvaney was there, big Catholic as well. We had Catholics uh, positioned in, you know, Kellyanne Conway. I mean, we went down the list of people who were Catholics who served 
for the president, and it was um, and it was it was just fascinating to watch um, the the Catholics really being involved in these decisions that impacted every single issue, including uh, the pro life issue, where we were able to stand on the side of life, defund Planned Parenthood, and, and really support uh, uh, those who were uh, life supporting. Uh, institutions. So that was a, a big priority for it. And, he, and the good thing is we were able to help educate the president on why religious liberties mattered, on why we have to stand for pro-life, um, and why we had to work on issues like criminal justice reform. And he was very open to it. And so I think he really did treasure, um, he saw that Matt and I were a, a strong couple, a couple of faith, and uh, based on our Catholic faith, and Correct. we were unafraid of, of, of talking about our faith. And so I do think he highly respected us as a couple, and, and more so, you know, I think we tried to live our faith in every aspect of our lives, from our home lives to our work life. Um, and I think that that, you know, that, I think that's important for all of us to be witnesses for, um, you know, for people out there that seem so lost. And I feel right now that there is a society and, a, and, and so many young people who are so lost, who have lost Jesus, who have fallen away from the church, and that we have to have an obligation and duty to say, if you want to fulfill your life's purpose, if you want to follow God's will, if you want to be joyful, this is not about just a superficial happiness, but joyful in your life, you must and need to be grounded in God's faith and in your faith. You have to understand that you've got to go back to the basics, back to the Bible, and, and back to the things that matter um, in, in your life in terms of your faith because that is the only way you will be saved. It is the only way you will be at peace with your life and help others also achieve peace. I want to I wanna elaborate on this by asking you a further question. I'm not sure if how, how much um, you have the right or you're able to, to share with us as a matter of fact. Um, you know, uh, in, in your strategic communications with the president, I know because we spoke multiple times, and uh, it is known that 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 I was close to your circle, um, in, in a spiritual capacity for prayer fortifications. What did you see on a spiritual level in the White House? What was the White House? Listeners who are joining us, this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre with Mercedes Schlapp, former director of uh, strategic communication with President Trump. Spiritually, mercy. What was going on in the White House? Well, you know, I do believe that there was a, a big battle happening there, and it was a battle of those that, you know, are was, that wanted to gain as much power as possible and those that were serving for the right purposes. Um, and I think, you know, you could see a lot of the backstabbing happen. You could see a lot of the power plays happen. And I found that for my role, what I needed to do is just stay true to myself, true to my faith, and do the job that I was asked to do, and that was to make sure I could lead a strong uh, team in, in the communications realm, and it was one of the toughest offices I would say that we had, and uh, and really helped to lead that team. And I think that that you know I I really feel like I developed a very strong team, uh, worked very closely with uh, Sarah Sanders, who's not a Catholic, but a wonderful, strong Christian woman, and she would pray. We would pray a lot together, and we would try to find guidance in. In, in the scripture and helping us to figure out how we could best communicate our message. And our would, message would is you very say, clear. Would you say there were negative energies and, and evil powers in the White House that spiritual I mean, I think, people... You know, you, you know, I think that as, as we know, it's, a, it's not in flesh and blood that we battle with. It's, it's beyond that, right? So then the key becomes 
how do you deal with what you find there, right? Which is that there was a lot of negativity. There was negative energy. There was people who tried to undermine you all the time. But then there was a lot of goodness, Absolutely. right? So it was a, it's a battle, a battle of both things happening at the same time. And so, you know, it, it, that's, I think, how we figure out how um, you, you try to do the best you can and you try to serve the best you can and you go in with kindness and humility and, uh, and that's kind of what, you know, that's what, what my focus was. And obviously, you know, as you know, on the prayer end, it was very critical for me to make sure that I could, you know, pray and stay focused and really strengthen my prayer life. Because there were many times I was weak. And, and you know, and, 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 and you, you, you did reach have... out. You did reach out to many people. You're so humble. You're so humble. You're so aware. You wanted to perform your work and every task with God's illumined conscience. I would say every day you would reach out to priests, to pastors, to ministers, asking people of prayer. Um, I mean, uh, I know this and I really salute you, Mercy, for, for doing this. People don't know you also um, are Hispanic. Uh, you're from Cuba um, originally, and you, your family suffered in Cuba. And uh, faith, family, and freedom, and marriage, and liberty, they mean a lot to you. And uh, you have seen lately what communism under the vaccine mandate and, and, and uh, um, the evil powers, what they have been trying to do in Cuba. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the homeland? We do have a few minutes. I want to ask you, how does this today relate to what's happening with the vaccine mandate here in the United States of America? Oh, great. Uh, yeah, so my father was born and raised in Cuba. I was actually born here in the U.S. Uh, to a very tight uh, Cuban family. And, you know, my father, uh, during the time that Castro came into power, he owned several businesses and uh, was, uh, you know, was really trying to build a successful life there. And the communist government came, took everything. Like my dad says, he literally turned over the keys to the business and turned over everything that he owned to the government. Uh, and quite frankly, my father uh, decided to fight the communist regime. He was thrown into jail for six years for standing up against the communist regime. He was later released and then came to the United States and is forever grateful to be part of this nation and to be an American uh, because he knows America is, is blessed. It's blessed by God and it is the greatest country in the world. But he always explained to me as a young child when I was a young child that our freedoms are very fragile. We can lose them very quickly if we do not stand to protect them and to defend them and to continue to push back against tyrannies and against, um, you know, controlling governments. I'm not going to argue that this government is a tyranny in any way. I don't think that's the case. I think we have a checks and balance system in place that really tries to keep things in order. But I do have to say, when you watch Dr. Fauci come out and say, you have to give up your individual rights for the better good of the society, that's clearly a socialist comment. He, you know, he is a public health official. He shouldn't be making these just outright blatant comments um, that I think are very destructive and really makes people distrust more the government, distrust more a Fauci, you know. And obviously we've seen how President Biden has really attacked the unvaccinated people, trying to divide people, obviously pushing through very stringent uh, vaccine rules, which I think are out of the scope of the federal government. And I think you'll see more lawsuits coming out, out of that. And look, I'm not saying, look, you know, each person has to make their own medical decision. If Correct. they feel they need to get the vaccine, I just talked to my parents, they are vaccinated. They feel very strongly that, you know, it's important to get vaccinated. But, you know, we have to realize that it's really up to the families and the individuals to make the best decisions for their families. 
and talk to their healthcare professionals and see what works and what doesn't work for them. You know, some parents are still a little hesitant. They don't necessarily want to give the vaccine to their kid right now. They want to wait a little bit. And we should be able to give that latitude to the parents as opposed to... They wait and they practice vigilance. They wait and they practice care for the neighbors. It's not like they wait and they are spreading all over the place. We know that. Yeah. yeah. And the key is, is look, you want to be responsible. and, and, And we should be in this together to fight this pandemic, which has been very difficult on our country and across the globe. But I will say something. When you see these uh, hospitals that are firing doctors and nurses, the same doctors and nurses who we said that they are our heroes, some of them said, look, I got COVID already. I don't want to get the vaccine. They've got natural immunity. Or you have, uh, you know, in New York City, they send the teachers home uh, if they're unvaccinated. I mean, it is so much pressure that they're putting on these individuals why? and the why reality mercy? is why why are they putting because this they pressure can. because they because can they're ca- because they can because the government can make these decisions where they can push through or the, and the companies and i've looked at like legal cases and there's not a lot of legal cases that favor the individual in this they actually favor the 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 companies and they favor these organizations that are making these decisions to move forward on vaccine mandates. Now, in a lot of cases, they do have religious exemptions. They do have medical exemptions. And there's always ways to find out what's the best way to get this information. But, um, you know, I think that's something that everyone needs to be uh, that everyone needs to be aware of is that there are, for example, Washington, D.C., where they are pushing for vaccine mandates at the schools. They are excluding for medical reasons. I, I don't know religious reasons. But, religious but they're not accepting them even. I mean, I know a doctor who submitted even yeah. medical exemption for heart issues. And they didn't for, accept, it. And wow. they didn't accept yeah. it. They're firing doctors after 25 years yeah. doing research and doing great work. It is insane. Well, yeah. It is insane. And I think that it's unfortunate that we've reached this place where the government, whether it be the federal government or the state government, could, in essence, um, make these horrific decisions. At this point where they're pushing for these vaccine mandates, people are losing their jobs. People are concerned because, you know, they might not feel comfortable getting a vaccine right now. They might want to wait a little bit and they should be given that option as opposed to being pushed to do this. Right. And because there are better vaccines probably will, will, will show up soon. Right. Or, or we will have yeah. a better understanding how the vaccine is in somehow developing in the human body. Today, they discovered some another uh, um, reaction uh, related to one of the vaccines. I do not want to name the vaccines, but I mean, the vaccine is a still a science in progress. And usually it takes 10 years to understand the full reaction. Right. And people um, should have the opportunity, Father, to, to make those decisions that are best for themselves and their families and they shouldn't be forced out of their jobs because of this. And I, it's very disgraceful, and I think you'll see a lot more losses coming from that as well. You know, for, for those who are joining us, this is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre, and this is the voice in the nation of um, um, Mercy Schlapp, um, former director of strategic communication at the White House with President Trump. You know, I'm, I'm going to say something emotional and relative to my experience with you. When I, when I moved to the U.S. some 20-some years ago, I always heard and learned about the fathers of the state, the fathers of the U.S., the fathers of our nation. I think there is a discrimination. There is a lot of good mothers in this nation. You're young, you're beautiful, you're vibrant, you're very educated, and I, to a certain extent, you recognize holiness and you strive to be holy in your daily life. I think you're one of these voices who deserve in the U.S. to be heard 
by many and by all to be um, a mother of the U.S., of, of the modern world. What is your message to the liberals? What is your message to people who do not recognize the value and virtue in the United States? We have about one and a half minutes. Well, you know, I think my message first and foremost is that, you know, we're at a point in our nation that we really cannot be divided the way this is happening. I think for the socialists and for the liberals, they want to impose their quote unquote quote morality, which is actually more immoral than anything else. They want to impose an anti-God agenda. They want to they want to so uh, confusion and chaos amongst our children and try to separate us by race. And I think that that is so destructive for our nation. There's very little that's holding our country together right now. There's the red states and the blue states. And so I think it's so important in this moment of time that if we can all come together, conservatives, liberals, those people of faith, those who are questioning their faith, to come together and figure out what, where we can find peace and common, common ground on things that matter uh, to our country. And that should be the, the, the protection of our family, which, which, as we know, many in the left don't necessarily believe that. They believe that the government should be in charge of our family. And we also have to raise, uh, as much as I, I, you want to be utopian and raise, you know, talk about this important concept of of peace and unity in the nation. Thank you so much, Mercy, for, for this. I love to have you another time. Friends, Absolutely. Thank you, please, Father. may God bless you on this holiday of Sunday. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.